What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. We are here with Lauren, and I am so excited Um, Lauren and I know each other from a group program that we did with Chelsea, the sabotage queen. I reference her on the podcast so often, but, um, Chelsea and I, I'm sorry, Lauren and I did Chelsea's (laughs) program last year. Yeah. Was it the end of last year into the beginning of the first of the year? I think so. Yeah. 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 And so we got to know each other through that. And then we started talking on Instagram and, yeah, we'll get into actually like what prompted us to be on the podcast together in a second. But Lauren is currently in like the best um, space right now. So if you guys follow her on Instagram, I'll put her down below. She is, I would say, okay, I'm going to give you my perspective on like what's going, like (laughs) the space that you're in. I want to hear it. Yeah. Because I really think this is a beautiful space and I'm really happy to have you on when you're in this space, because I feel like this the place that you're in right now can sometimes feel a little bit lonely. It can feel kind of like, um, yeah, like isolating. So yeah, Lauren is going through a little transition period where she's trying to find herself. And I think we all go through that in our twenties where we're like looking to see who the fuck we are, what the fuck do we actually want to do with our lives? What is our future going to actually hold? And are we happy with that outcome? And she just recently, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but you recently took a break from work yep, and you're working I, in, working in a big tech company, right? Yes. Yep. I've been on like a mental health leave, which I'm sure we'll talk more about, mm-hmm. but for about four ish months now. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of that kind of yeah. big break. I think what I find really exciting and inspiring about your current state is that you took the initiative to take that space for yourself. And I think that that's very rare for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's definitely, it was a hard thing to do to advocate for that, especially with something like mental health, Mm -hmm. even, you know, at a big quote, progressive tech company that touts all of these like values and take care of you and take time off and mental health comes first. It can still just seem like that's a little bit of a I don't know, like front, because it's this big right. entity and you're just a human, like going through this really dark time. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt, yeah, to go up against that. I was like, I don't know, like putting my dukes up against this, like, I don't just big, like scary. Yeah. Thing like entity. Um, and it's very vulnerable to say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've, we've talked about that a few times on the podcast, but like mental health, um, being stigmatized and we're transitioning out of that, I think as a society, but you know, there's still a lot of people that don't really understand a lot of stuff about mental health. And, you know, also don't think that a lot of this stuff is real, um, or, you know, like you said, it could feel like a front or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real. I've had a lot of shame yeah, like come up around just making the decision to 
advocate for myself and, you know, take some time off, which ended up being, it's just kind of a clusterfuck of, I thought it would just be like totally restful, like exactly Mm -hmm. what I needed. And in many ways it has been, but also, yeah, like when I first, um, like in the very beginning of the leave, when I would uh, tell people like kind of what was going on in my life, um, I had a lot of shame around explaining kind of, you know, you know, bare bones. I wouldn't go into it deeply with everybody, but that I took leave and that it was for mental health. And a lot of people were super supportive and, you know, like, oh yeah, cool. Like didn't really probe much beyond that. And not that anyone actually, my, I did have a couple of family members like specifically challenge me on it, which was a whole thing. Um, But most people, you know, like wouldn't explicitly challenge me or be I don't know like minimize it or anything but there's just kind of this vibe that you get Mm -hmm. with sharing it with certain people where you're like I know that you're thinking something and it's not good or I don't know you know what I mean just just vibes and energy that I think yeah some people just I don't know for me I feel like some people maybe wish that they could do that themselves or like would do that for themselves and don't let themselves take that time um, or make, you know, a decision like that. Um, And so I think a lot of it ends up coming off as like projection, Mm -hmm. you know, that like they're, they're pissed that I'm doing it then that I took what I needed. Like, come on, like, like get yours too. Like, yeah. So it's been interesting kind of sharing that with a select people in my life and being received different ways. But at the end of the day, coming back to like, I mean, it, it, this was and like is about me. It doesn't really matter, you know, what anybody else thinks about it. It, it was sure. what I needed. There yeah. is so many things I want to say on this. Um, hold on. I'm going to like, I forgot to bring a pen, but I'm going to, so I'm going to write on my notes here for a second. Okay. Um, also, yeah, I know that I just like, no, it's la- perfect. Launched into that. <laughs> um, I kind of prompted you to launch into it, but, um, uh, mental, uh, hold on. I'm like, my thoughts are going way too fast. Um, fuck, I lost the other one. Maybe it'll come back. Um, okay. so yeah, I feel, oh yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, okay. so the first thing I want to like kind of, t- well, first of all, welcome, welcome Thank to the you. fucking podcast. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I want to say that, um, even though, you know, people can come at you with, you know, projections and all that, all those things that you mentioned, which I think is totally true. I think in a way that is a really good thing because it builds up like a mental toughness. Um, my husband and I have been talking about this so often lately that everything that we've been going through, like anything that we go through, we're like, okay it is a prep for something way bigger. Like Mm -hmm. this is just a small thing Mm -hmm. that we're going through now so that when we go through something even greater later, we already know how to handle it. And so, you know, those people in your family or, um, you know, people from an outside perspective who don't understand or are projecting their own insecurities onto us or onto you specifically in this situation, that can be a huge mental toughness, like practice to be able to like alchemize that and just say like, um, you know, not be reactive and all those things. And I feel like that has, that's been something that I've tapped into lately. That's been so helpful for me because it can feel very like, what the fuck? Like, like 
hello, like you said, like, I'm trying to do this for me. Can't people see that? Um, maybe they just want to do it themselves and why are they coming at me? But yeah, using it as a lesson or like a practice has been really helpful for me. So yeah, I love that for sure. It's definitely like a resilience thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember sharing it with one family member in particular who I kind of like kept it from for a while, like the first few months, just because I was nervous about how that conversation would go. And it wasn't great. Um, and part of me, you know, was disappointed by that. But I remember leaving the house, like going back to my apartment. And I was like, why am I not more upset? Mm. Like, why am I not like in the past that would have just like totally thrown me like not being received exactly how I wanted to be received, not being quote understood, like perfectly or exactly how, you know, I might've like intended. And yeah, that just would have like caused me to fucking spiral. And I was like, why am I not crying? Like all of my normal, you know what I mean? Like physical, I guess, like how my like, yeah, like upset would normally manifest. Like none of that was happening. And I just kind of had this quiet moment in the car driving where I was like, huh, like, damn, that's like definitely a growth thing, you know, with that, like you said, like the resilience piece, the mental toughness, it was just like, oh, well, like, of course, I'm not going to be totally fully received by everybody. Of course, I'm not going to be understood by everybody. And it just kind of like slid off my back. Um, But I had this kind of meta moment where I was like, observing myself from above and saw that it didn't bother me. And I was like, damn, like, that is cool. Um, Because yeah, just in another time, I would have definitely internalized that differently. Yeah. I love that. I remember I had a moment like that too, speaking with my mom and that was like a huge, that moment was a huge turning point for me in my mental clarity with my mom. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is, it was exactly how you're saying, like very meta. I was like above. Yeah. It was like a, you're like above your life. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah. my God. Okay. Wow. This is, this is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We're going to lighten it a little bit and go to okay. uh weekly phase. Weekly faves. Um, do you have a fave or you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, I'll go. Something I thought of. Yeah. When you brought this up, I, I did it last night and it was so nice. I have these little, like, they're kind of like, I don't know, like strip club, like stripper lights, like the little like led lights that mm-hmm. you can like put. Yeah. Uh, your baseboards. And I put those on like all blue and turned ocean sounds on mm. and laid in the middle of my, I call it like my movement room. It's the second bedroom that has like my pole and stuff in it. Um, and just like laid in the middle of the floor and was doing some deep breathing and like kind of was transporting myself to like this oceany ocean vibe. Um, that's been helping keep me grounded. Um, this week is just like breathing and like creating a space or creating a vibe. Yeah. Um, and just connecting. I feel like I've been so stimulated this week and just like recently in general that I've been feeling the need to kind of pull back and do more stuff like that. Like just breathe and be. So that's my answer. Just I like love that. Chilling and coasting. Yeah. I love that. Mine is so, uh, minuscule compared. Um, <laughs> um, mine is a product that I was like, I sometimes struggle with weekly phase because I'm like, what the fuck do I say? But I have been obsessed with, um, 
this product for a while and I just have never mentioned it on the podcast. So I'm looking down because I'm looking at it. Okay. So it's the, it's the Dior lip glow. Oh my God. Yeah. I recognize the packaging. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have so many lip products. I mean, I have like lip gloss, lip, um, balm, like I have them everywhere. And I feel like this shit, like I have never gone through a lip product. I haven't gone through a lip product in I don't know how fucking long. And yeah, it forever to get through. Yeah, I I keep it in my little um fanny pack that I take on the dog walks. And mm-hmm. I feel like it stays on. It gives you like a little bit of color, but even if it was um, even if it was clear, I would still use it. But yeah, it stays on, it's not sticky, it's kind of like a I feel like it's, it's a balm. It's not like a chapstick or like a gloss and I yeah. just love it. You can wear it like even over love. stuff obsessed yeah. with it. So what shade do you have? I actually have, have one, which is pink. Um, okay. so it's like barely, barely pink. a little rosy. Yeah. Vibe. I feel like you can just barely see it on yeah. my lips. My lips are pretty pale, but yeah, Cute. love that stuff. I've been obsessed with it. So love it. I see That's it in Sephora and I'm always like, like it just feels like a little like luxury like a little that's the other thing thing that would just I feel bougie when I put it on yeah (laughs) I don't know I that is like such a thing that I used to feel so guilty about is like buying expensive things Mm -hmm. or using expensive things and then I went through a a period where I was like I'm buying everything like expensive yeah every impulse I want yep um and now I'm kind of like somewhere in the middle where yeah. I truly do appreciate that product. Not because it's expensive, but it does like the packaging is luxe. Like I like it. Yeah. It's a vibe. I feel it's that. A vibe. <laughs> okay. Let's go into our confidence corner, which mm-hmm. I guess is the official name now. Um, I've been struggling to find a name for it, but I think confidence corner is pretty good. So yeah. Um, what did you do this week that made you feel confident? I lifted and I'm going to yes. go again today. I've been trying to lift three times a week. Are you lifting um, at the glute place? Yeah. Yeah. I, Have you seen my post about it? It's yes. so cute. And I'm like, yeah. this is, this place is a fucking vibe. Yes. If you are ever in Indianapolis, you should come to a class. It's super fun. Um, it's for everybody, but right now, like the vibe is that there are mostly women um, and yeah, it's like all lower body focused, but full body, but like ass focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're doing all of the big, like big lifts, like squatting and hip thrusting and deadlift, deadlifting. Um, they're super fun and empowering to like learn how to actually move that way and like move heavy weight. Super, yeah. super fun. And just like makes me feel so badass. So yeah, I love that. Same I lifting. love that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you lift, don't you? I do. Yeah. I yeah. love lifting. That's been my favorite for probably like, um, I mean, my confidence has been like, um, confidence corner piece has been that for like, probably the last month has been lifting. And I, I love it. Like, um, just transitioning to, like you were saying, like movement out of loving your body or stress relief mm. or anything mm-hmm. other than like, Oh, aesthetic purposes. Yeah, has been really beneficial, and I'm so happy to be in that headspace. It feels so good. Yeah, I totally feel that movement is so important. I feel like these days it's like one of the only, 
or like the like a surefire thing like if I'm like feeling disconnected Mm -hmm. or like out of body in general or like just not present like that I mean it always puts me back like helps me drop in it's I like can't not have it now yeah yeah and anytime even yesterday I don't know I had no reason to feel kind of like anxious. I didn't, it wasn't even like an anxious, um, like it was like an antsy feeling that I was feeling like, I felt like I needed to be doing more, even mm-hmm. though I didn't really have mm. much that was like on my plate. And, um, I was like, you know what? I need to go move. Like I need to move this energy out of my body Yeah, and yeah. go and move. So yes, I love that. Um, Okay. Well, my confidence is actually being here. Uh, my parents came in town. So my parents came in town last weekend and, um, anytime my parents are here, um, it can be very like, I'm in a different state from my parents. So a lot of my life is disconnected from them. And, um, it's not, I mean, I think that's been amazing for our relationship, but, when I go back and I'm either I'm there with them for a longer period of time, or they're here in my space for a longer period of time, it can definitely make me feel like, um, I'm falling back into these old like patterns Mm. or rhythms with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I didn't do that. I didn't allow myself to do (gasps) that this time. Yeah. Nice. So I even like, you know, even sharing about, like you were saying, sharing about mental health, sharing about things like that people come on the podcast and talk about, or, um, sharing about even like using CBD and THC, like that's very out there for Mm. my parents. Mm -hmm. And, um, I decided when they came this time, I was like, I'm not going to put away my, my blunts. Like I'm not going to put away my, (laughs) you know, my ashtray. I'm not going to put away Mm -hmm. my stuff. Like I'm going to leave it out. And, you know, if they ask, I'm going to talk about it, um, or anything, you know, anything in my life, I'm not going to put things away. I used to, when my parents would come, I would put away anything that was like, would offend them. I would put it away in the closet. I had like a little box that I would put it in and it's just like, why am I going to do that? I'm 32 years old. Like I don't need to be hiding anything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for you. That's also such a good like symbol of like, like the little like box, like you had a literal like dedicated box for all the stuff that you like, like yeah. this like box of shame. That just yeah. Literally. Parts of, yeah. Like, ew. I mean, yeah. Bless you for like, I get that. Like you needed that at that point um, in your life, whatever. Like that's just where you were at with not being comfortable, like fully being yourself around them. But yeah, that's such a big deal. I I commend you because it's like, why, you know, when I started thinking about like, how old were my parents when they had me? Right. They're much younger. We had a whole life. My grandma came over all the time. My parents weren't, at least from my perspective, my parents weren't hiding things from my grandma and they weren't like, like they were their own entities. Right. They were, there were adults. Like I am a fucking adult. Autonomous being. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have to go into this like childlike state around my parents. So that felt really nice. And that gave me a lot that felt great. Like them leaving and me just feeling like a breath, like almost like a breath of fresh air. That's that's never happened when they left. It's always felt like ended on a, um, 
not yeah. a negative note, but like a like it's like stifled, like yeah, 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 just weird energy. Yeah, Yay. weird energy. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, that's a big deal. Holding your own. So I said we were going to talk about um, our why we decided to do the podcast together and why I wanted Lauren to come on um, is because Lauren put up a story talking about be humble and people saying this yeah. in reference to like maybe something you put on Instagram or just in general, people saying like, mm-hmm. okay, like let's be humble. So I want you to talk about what that like what prompted that post, um, and kind of your feelings on that. Cause we riffed back and forth on, um, on yeah. Instagram, but let's talk oh, about such it a good riff. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I love that. I don't even know like what specifically prompted it that day when I was like ranting about it on my stories, but yeah, I just got to thinking like almost every time I hear that it's, I just feel like the intention isn't And whether people like know that this is like maybe where it's coming from or not, I feel like it's so obvious to me that the intention there is just to like minimize whoever that's aimed at. Like I've never had somebody like, not that also like, not that often people are like telling me to be humble, but like, I've never had somebody say that to me where I was like, "Hmm, yeah, that felt grounded and like actually good advice. Maybe I need to take it down a notch. Yeah. It it, It always feels like it's like a response to something that I'm doing that maybe is threatening for them, you know, and for whatever reason in that moment, um, maybe like they don't feel centered in their own energy and like, I'm really vibing in my own lane. And I think sometimes that just like pisses people off and it's, I feel like we talk about projection so much, mm-hmm. but I really, I feel like that's what it comes down to so much is like, you're just trying to take me or somebody down a notch and that sucks. Like there has to be a better way for you to like come up, you know what I mean? Like come up and like meet me on this vibe. Like I just, I really resent that statement and kind of the idea of quote oh, humility on the whole, just because I feel like, or at least how it's used Mm-hmm. like in yeah our culture today I don't feel like it's genuine or yeah that it just always kind of comes from this place of insecurity and I'm not here for that and I'm not here for like allowing people to kind of shroud their insecurity in in that way you know what I mean and try to like stick it on to me like that I need to be more humble like it's I don't know like, does that make sense yeah I feel like what people are sometimes saying with that statement is like, stay in your lane or like, remember where you came from. Um, or like, remember like who you used to be. And I think that's what we were talking about on Instagram is like, why are we like demonizing growth or someone changing? Cause that's kind of what I see it as is like, I can imagine like scenarios where people might say it right. Where you're like, maybe you're feeling yourself or you start, um, a new job and you're like posting about it or, you know, something, right. Those are all like growth, positive things for people. And so when someone is like, let's say, um, okay, let's give an example. Let's say this podcast like blows up and um, let's manifest it actually. Um, (laughs) let me rephrase that. 
<laughs> so the podcast blows up and then someone's like, oh my God, remember when she was like recording in her house with, you know, whatever, like, okay, yeah. bitch, be humble. Like you remember, yeah. like, remember where the fuck you came from kind of is the energy I get from that sometimes. Or like if someone's switching a career um, and they're like, like kind of like stay in your lane. Like, okay, girl, you are like, you are not an energy healer now. Like you're not a coach now. You're not this, like whatever. Those are to me, all things of like, why do we have, why are we demonizing people changing or growing? I think yeah. that just goes to, um, show us why people are so fucking scared to show up online to, yeah share the things that they're changing about themselves or like an example of what we were talking about earlier to talk about what they're struggling with, to say what is really on their mind. And I feel like it's not only from this phrase, but I think that can be a huge reason we feel like people need to like calm down or like go slowly through these transitions. And I don't think that that really helps us as a society at all move forward. Yeah, for sure. I think a big part of it too is just like envy from others. And I mean, I ex- obviously everybody does. Like I experienced that myself and kind of on the other end of things. Like I've had moments where I like I maybe wanted to like or was thinking that about somebody or wanted to say something similar. Maybe not. I wouldn't literally use the words like be humble, but in some way like wanted to like take somebody else down a Mm -hmm. notch because for whatever reason that day or that week or that month or that year, you know, like I'm not feeling in my energy and I see somebody else out there like being in theirs and it, you know, triggers something in me or pisses me off. Um, But I like to like kind of reframe that, like recognize that when it comes up, if it is like, oh, that's envy, like seeing it for what it is and kind of using it as more of a roadmap. Um, You know what I mean? Like, well, what about this person or like this experience that I'm encountering do I like might I actually want for myself and is that why I'm up in arms in this moment like wanting to tell this person to quote be humble or take them down a notch you know what I mean like what is it really um if I can be honest with myself and I think that that's probably a lot more universal than like we think or that I think it is like I'm speaking from my own experience but I think that not everybody is like honest about that or I don't know society also doesn't make it easy for us to like come out and say like oh yeah sorry like last week when I like tried to take you down a notch and tell you to be humble like I was really just feeling shitty about myself and that's why I want you know what I mean like it's not easy to come out and be honest about that um or to even be like aware of it at all like within yourself that's what I was gonna say you know yeah it it takes a certain level of self-awareness that I think not everybody has either, um, or is like afraid to cultivate, but yeah, I think that a lot of that too, just the be humble thing is like, what is this really? And is it just like envy, you know, it's super layered, but I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. I think you hit on a really good point, which was like, even being self-aware about it. Um, self-awareness is probably like one of the hardest things to start doing. I yeah. think. Um, yeah, because we don't, I talked, I think this was the last, yeah, the last podcast with, um, no, this would have been a few podcasts ago for you guys, but the podcast with Anna Grace, we were talking about spending time alone and how mm. 
we don't do that really. Um, when we're like in, in the hustle and bustle, you know, like trying to like, you know, get these big careers and like work all the time. And, you know, if you're a mom, like feed your kids and then like take care of your husband and do all these things, right? Like we're always going and we almost, I feel like, I think, in a we can, we talked about this before, like existential kink is like, we like that feeling of being busy because guess what? Mm. Then we don't have time to sit with ourselves and be with ourselves, but being self-aware comes from that, from sitting with yourself and realizing like, oh shit, like maybe this is something that I'm dealing with, or maybe this is something from within. And I feel like 99% of the time we know that, but being able to admit it is on another layer of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like accountability and it, it doesn't really let you once you're, I don't know, once you operate at like a certain level of self-awareness, I feel like it's so hard to like, quote, get away with things like, like what we're talking about with the, yeah, yeah, be humble thing or like really owning up to where some of your actions might be coming from. It's so vulnerable and like oftentimes really embarrassing. Like, I feel like, I don't know, comes up for me at least most often in like my relationship. I feel like that's just like the perfect breeding ground for stuff like this, but yeah, to, to kind of hold yourself to that standard, um, and own up to, yeah. Like where these things kind of come from, like really. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, I remember when I first met Renee, he would like want me to admit to things, right. Like be more self-aware, like something's bothering me. Why is it bothering me? Okay. I just want to like rant about it. But Mm -hmm. instead he would be like, he'd be like, okay, so like, why are you upset by that? And I'm like, well, because she's this way, or this person is treating me this way. And Mm -hmm. he would always like try to dig deeper. And I knew I can think back and I remember like being in my own head and remembering or thinking like, I know what he's, I know what he's looking for, what he's getting at. Yeah. I know what he's getting at, but I was so like used to pushing that feeling away that I almost was like thinking that he's wrong. But Mm. at the end of the day, I knew he was right, but to admit it out loud was like terrifying to me because I felt like, oh shit, like I'm a bad person. If I feel this way or yeah, I, whatever, like, um, if I admit this insecurity that I have, mm-hmm. I'm going to like, everyone's going to see through, see, see through to who I actually am. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know where we went. I don't know why I went on that. <laughs> no, no <laughs> I yeah. Remember I remember mean, now. I totally get that. It's so scary. And yeah, I don't know. But you really don't like, you don't lose anything. You know what I mean? No, by, that's the funny by owning part. up. You don't. <laughs> you actually like make it, you give it less power. Yeah. You free yourself in you a way. You disarm it. Yeah. It just yeah. takes the sting out of it. But yeah, definitely. I mean, initially it's, it's the fucking scariest thing. Yeah. Did you, you had something you were going to say? You're like, no. I don't know why I went. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, I probably lost it somewhere along the way, but okay. that happens really often. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so on your mental health break from work, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you started your YouTube and you were talking about this in the program that we did together, or you were like alluding yeah. to it. You didn't actually say it was a YouTube, mm-hmm. um, but you were saying there's something that you wanted to do that you like knew you wanted to do this. And so kind of like walk us through that journey of like starting YouTube and, um, why you wanted to do YouTube and what you want to do on YouTube. And I'll have you yeah. linked down below, by the way, guys. Okay. Mm, thank you. Yeah. That I laughed because it's like, that like feels comedic to me at this point. I don't remember. Like, do you remember in the program? Was I, did I, I'm trying to remember, like, did it seem like I literally knew like myself that like YouTube specifically was the thing. And I just wasn't like revealing that to you guys. Kind of. Yeah. Was it, like, I think it was, I think I yeah. knew that it, yeah, I wanted it felt it kind of be... like cryptic. Like you were like, yes. I know there's some way I want to go and I know where it is, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But like you weren't saying, and I was always like, I wonder what it is. Like, I can't wait to see what she actually like reveals. Yeah. Right. And it's like, not that big of a deal. <laughs> I just think that that's funny and very, I don't know, like me, not that I was trying to be dramatic, but yeah, that like shows, you know, the evolution there too. Like at that time, I thought that it was such a big deal or like not so that I scandalous. thought it was, but yeah, scandalous or what were people going to think or people are going to be like, who's this bitch like thinks she is like, mm-hmm. she's, she thinks she's a YouTuber, like what? But it's really, it's also just like, it was never that deep to begin with. So yeah, like I knew at that time that I hadn't been expressing how I wanted to specifically online and on social media. Um, and I just felt like I had all of these, you know, specifically to like more long form things to say to people, to someone, like not even that I specifically like needed to say these things to my Instagram following, but just that I wanted to say them to someone like, you know what I mean? Creative expression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Expressing to someone, putting it out there to someone. Um, Yeah. And I just like, wasn't doing that. And, you know, Chelsea would always talk about how she'd always what she later identified as like oh like sabotage like feel like this force was kind of holding her back um from expressing or doing what she really wanted to do in her life and I I really felt like that but like knew that I was kind of on the precipice of breaking through that in different ways and it just kind of organically came to me um that YouTube might be like a good platform for what I was going for I just wanted to like riff and rant about different kind of like self topics right um so yeah I remember starting the channel and like even doing that was such a big deal I'm pretty sure I like like texted Bernie and was like I did it and like had this big you know what I mean like fanfare around even like creating it and Mm -hmm. then sitting down to talk about actually my first video was about like emerging from I called it like a creative rut um because starting the channel felt like you know what I mean like symbolic in that way um and being on yeah like eventually taking the leave from work and everything just kind of like all related but yeah I I just realized I had things that I wanted to say that I wasn't saying um yeah and started it kind of out of that desire to just start expressing more and it's been good I don't have a ton of content up yet or now at this point 
Um, I've actually been in kind of like a lull around wanting to sit down and create in that way. But in general, when I have, it's been super cathartic. I mean, the whole process, sitting down to actually like say the shit, like that's its own thing. Like, um, but then sitting down and like editing it and watching yourself back is also Mm -hmm. a vibe. And I feel like you learn a lot from that too. And then, you know, like actually putting it out there and getting whatever response you get, but really just the act of putting it out there at all. Like that's kind of, you know, like the pinnacle of the experience. I feel like just letting yourself, like allowing yourself to put it out there um, and be heard no matter who, who, yeah, watches. Um, So it's been also just like a good exercise in um, allowing myself to be seen and expressed in that way. I love it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I feel, I know like, you know, that's why social media is a thing, right? Because not only the connection that we get with other people, but putting what we feel out there is like a normal human want or need is to like say what we have on our mind. And that's why people, you know, go on Instagram live and riff and um, like, we have things to fucking say. And like, I'm so um, happy that you chose YouTube as your platform, because I think YouTube is a perfect way to start with people being able to like see your personality. I think there's a huge component in seeing and hearing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, podcasts, like I was thinking like another long form content is where I'm going with this because long form content is so needed, but also it only really can exist in certain places. And so like finding a place for that, I think is super Mm -hmm. important and seeing on YouTube and talking about long form things, I think is like the perfect first place. I mean, I started, I started YouTube too back in like 2014. Oh my God. Do not go creep my old videos. <laughs> I'm going to, <laughs> um, but I, I had the exact same why. So I totally, um, relate. I caught my freaking brain. I totally relate to that feeling of like, I just need to get this out. I need other people to see this. I feel like other people are probably going through this and I need it to be out there. Like I need yeah. to share Yeah. And I think about the people that I follow on social media. Um, I know that not everybody's followings are, I don't know, like comprised of the same types of people, but like I expect and want from my follower, follow the people that I follow, like my following that, that kind of expression and like openness, there's a certain, you know what I mean? And like, I engage with that type Mm -hmm. of content myself that other people put out. So at some point too, it's just like, well, why, why am I so like caught up in this head game of like, what are people going to think? Like, is this dumb? Is anybody going to care? Like, you know what I mean? When it's, I don't know. I I felt like that kind of helped center me too, is realizing this is, I mean, like you said, this is one, what social media is for too. Like I enjoy this type of content. Um, I expect it from the people that I follow. How am I any different? from any of them. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't have any less to say than they do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 That's a huge confidence piece, right? Like not 
feeling like I'm less than because of some arbitrary reason we may make up, but saying like, you know, I have something to say too. And I, what's any different from me versus anybody else? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a really obvious tie in here with the issue that I had when you first asked me to come on the podcast. I was like, what? I was like, wait, where is she going right now? (laughs) I was, yeah, I just, I was so nervous. And I remember DMing you back and was honest about that experience where I was like, yo, like I'll let you know, this is exciting. And also I'm kind of having, you know, like a moment or like a identity crisis where I'm like, well, why me? Um, and you coached me through that really beautifully. And yeah, just like coming to terms with that myself, like, how am I, you know, at first it was like, well, I'm not a coach. I'm not an entrepreneur in any, I guess, like sense that I don't have an offering, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, at least presently, like out there in the world. Um, but I don't know. At one point I was just like, why that doesn't mean that I, again, like we've been saying that that doesn't mean that I'm, I have any less to say than anybody else. And yeah, I think that I like say good stuff sometimes. So yeah, you do. <laughs> Thank you. you. Do. Um, and you're very like elegant with your wording. I feel like that's something that I noticed even in Chelsea's program. I was like, Oh, you have a very mm-hmm. good vocabulary. You can speak very eloquently. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's why like people that's really common, by the way, when I ask people to be on the podcast, a lot of people's response is like, Oh my God, like really? Like, I don't don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, it's the same convo that we had right now. Like people are interested in these type of convos and something that I had to like come to terms with when I first started the podcast is everyone, like whatever we say on this podcast, even if like my podcast with Bailey, um, my friend, we didn't get super in deep into like, uh, philosophical or like, you know, Mm -hmm. deep traumas or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but someone is going to listen to that. Yeah. Someone's going to somehow gain something from it. Mm whether Mm -hmm. that be entertainment, whether that be like a laugh on the way home when, you know, their kids are stressing them out or that just be like a release from their own life, or it be something like, Oh shit, she did that. I can do it too. Like it doesn't always have to be this like big grandiose, like I'm going to come on and share my 10 tips to build your email list. Like, ew, I would rather (laughs) throw up, you know, like there's a time and a place, but And so that's why I'm like, I was just telling Renee about this. I was talking about how, um, I'm trying to be like more intentional about, um, who I bring on the podcast. And then I was like, I said this out loud. And then I was like, that's pretty fucking stupid because I'm trying to now I'm, I'm not being very fucking humble. And I'm thinking (laughs) like (laughs) my time is valuable, but I think what I was trying to get at is, um, more conceptualizing, like how this podcast would look mm-hmm. with this person yeah, uh, and protecting my own energy around it. I think that's where it was coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But he checked me very quickly mm. and he was like, Alicia, like everybody has something to offer. I just got someone. He's <laughs> yeah. I'm like All our men. checked by him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he's like, yeah, yeah. everybody has something to offer. And he was like, think of like Joe Rogan, right? Like 
he sometimes just has his fucking friends on. I mean, like all the time, actually. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he just has his friends on and like, they don't have a conceptualized, you know, podcast ready. Right. But do you get something out of that podcast? Yeah, you do. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. So yeah, everybody's like worlds are as deep as anyone else's, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And everybody speaks from that place and yeah, there's no like, it's not like stratified in that way, you know, like, right. Yeah. There's value everywhere for sure. I love that he checked you on that too. That's cute. (laughs) Like, like you said, like being self-aware, it's a lot harder to get away with anything. Like, yeah, it's fucking annoying sometimes. What's funny is like, I don't feel like with him, I don't think I was ever getting away with anything. Like I was Mm -hmm. never really like hiding. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like now I'm like, uh, yep, you're right. <laughs> like very easily. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. That's how I was feeling. You're right. <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Um, Love them. let's talk about, um, mental health and career. So we touched on this, um, in the beginning talking about, uh, taking a mental health break from work. And when you yeah. were describing it and describing, um, which we don't have to hit on this fully, we can transition more into like how that feels for you, like the mental health and career. But, um, I was thinking of a very synonymous, um, situation where you're like telling mm-hmm. people about it and you're wor- worried about how it's going to be perceived. I feel like this happens a lot with clients that I have when, um, we talk about stopping dieting or stopping, um, trying to like improve our bodies for aesthetic purposes or for the goal Mm -hmm. of weight loss. And, um, I feel like that's the, one of the biggest pieces is people are like, well, I'm worried when I go out to eat and I don't order something that's like Mm. diety, you know, or healthy. Yeah. Right. Or I'm not like pretending to be concerned Mm -hmm. with, what I'm eating, like even ordering, um, you know, like two things, like if you're like, Oh, I want an appetizer and a meal and not saying like, not apologizing for that. Um, and wondering like, well, what are, I've always been worried about my weight now, if I'm not worried about my weight, how will people perceive this? Um, and so that's what I was thinking about when you were that I had Mm. to (laughs) type down is that like, it's so synonymous with like, really we're just worried about people's perception of us and expecting a, um, different response. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what let's talk about, I'm like, that's just what I wanted to share, but, um, yeah, let's talk about mental health and career and how you feel like that's been like affecting you. Well, yeah. What brought me to my breaking point, um, I literally, I, it makes me sad. I like Mm. will sometimes scroll through my phone photos. Like if I like have reached my app limit on Instagram and like still need to scroll. Do you ever do that? Where you just like scroll through your camera roll? I don't have an app limit, um, (laughs) but I do sometimes get stuck in like the featured photos on iPhone and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) what a different time. But yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Sometimes I'll just do that, but I, uh, recently there's like a, a block of time in my phone where I would take a selfie, um, 
of myself at my desk, like, because I work from home Mm -hmm. or worked from home. Um, I don't know, like a couple times a week in the morning um, because I was consistently crying at my desk. Um, So I have just like a bunch of really sad crying selfies. Um, I don't know, like at the time, like what was my motivation in documenting that? I think I was just so aware that I was suffering so much that I like, I don't know, like wanted proof or maybe some part of me knew, you know, sometime in the future, like hopefully I will, I will emerge from this and like have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like see where I came from, I guess. I don't know what my motivation was really like taking those, but either way, seeing them now, like makes me really sad. Um, and realistically, I will also probably like go, I'll get to this, but like go back to that job, at least for a little bit, um, when the leave ends, but anyway, um, that was kind of tangential, but yeah, just to kind of illustrate like what brought me to that point. And I had just been feeling very burnt out for a number of months. Um, I mean, that like manifests in so many different ways. Right. But like, I was just so aware that like, that was what was happening to my, like in my body and my mind. And I've been in therapy for a couple of years now, like really consistently and, um, was diagnosed with like generalized anxiety and, um, some PTSD for some stuff. Uh, and also newly like newly diagnosed, but we could have surmised for like my whole life, um, OCD, which is interesting. Um, how that, yeah, has kind of come into play in my life. Um, but yeah, I was also going through a really deep depressive episode and was dealing with some suicidal ideation, the suicidal thoughts and kind of planning. Um, and I had never been like that low. So I, I just kind of realized, okay, I think this is like something serious. I should pay attention to it. I remember um, driving home uh, to my apartment one day and I like really really didn't want to go home for some reason I was just like I I don't know I just like didn't want to go home um but I was like sitting at you know a light and was crying like harder than I feel like I ever have like it was just like guttural I felt like so much was coming up and you know all centered around this awareness that I just that felt so like dark and like in the trenches really deep um with where I was mentally, um, it was actually like, I probably shouldn't have been driving. Like it was just a really intense episode of this crying and I was heading towards home, but didn't want to go home. So I like stopped in this parking lot. Um, I don't know, like halfway to my house and I called a hotline, a suicide hotline. And I'd never done that before. It was so foreign to me. Um, and like talked to somebody just sat in my car for like 10 minutes. Um, and I don't know, kind of like de-escalated a little bit. But then when I got off the phone, kind of, you know, had the, like that awareness of like what had just happened, like again, kind of out of body, like meta, like viewing yourself from above where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I've never been in this place, you know? Right. Yeah. So that kind of led me to start researching like what my options were. Um, luckily, short-term disability like just like logistically um Mm -hmm. at least through my company like covers mental health stuff which is great like so grateful that I you know even work for a company where that was like a benefit to me and it should be um 
I was like having a break, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so found that that was covered, um, and ended up applying for, for that leave and, you know, worked with like a claim examiner and my therapist and all of that. There was a bunch of paperwork involved, which is super weird to like document, like so clinically, like your mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. um, and hope that like that will be enough proof for like your benefits to be approved. It's a really weird process. Um, kind of like sterilizes it a little bit and feels weird, but ultimately like the leave was approved. Um, I, it'll end like the end of November. So I'm kind of rounding it out here. Um, but yeah, just realized that I was not okay. And luckily found that this was something that I could take for myself and then just, yeah, asked for it and went through the process. And I was so relieved. I remember when it got approved. Um, it's a little weird because I think it's hard for me now, like even now to separate um, or kind of distill down where the mental break came from. I think burnout in general is so hard to like, I don't know, like parse through or like identify. And maybe that's not even the point, right? But, uh, you know, a big part of me does have the awareness that my job was all of my mental health issues were making it hard for me to function at my job. And I really don't like my job. So I also just like, didn't want to function at my job. So it was, you know what I mean? Kind of at this catch 22, or it was like chicken and egg. What was causing my breakdown? Was it my job or was it external factors? I don't know my genes, like whatever else that was then like preventing me from functioning at my job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I remember that too was really hard to document. Cause I was like, Oh, can I say that? Like that? I think, I mean, you have to prove that you can't function at your job, which I, right. I literally couldn't. I was that, you know, deep in it. Um, but it just felt kind of like, yeah, like in the weeds and weird to be like, well, but I think also my job is making it worse. So like, you, you know what I mean? Kind of like the difference there, the distinction. Yeah. And then also having to like say that to your job and saying like, like that's also super awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just want to, first of all, just say like, thank you so much for sharing and, um, I'm still holding space for you. And I know everybody who's listening to this, um, is going to be holding space for you as well. And, um, I think that everyone can relate to that out of body experience that you're feeling where you're like, did this really just fucking happen? Um, I've definitely felt that way, um, before where I'm like, am I really this fucking person that's doing this right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, is this, really me and like, I'm not this person. I'm not this person who does this, like, and we have this view of ourselves. And then we have this view of a person who would be this way. And for Mm. some reason, those don't correlate to us. Don't click. Yeah. And so even if it's not mental health, it could be something else, right. That someone could, um, relate to on that plane is like, yeah, I can't even believe this is what's happening to me right now. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm, uh, in agreement with like everyone who would be listening to this, that I'm so glad that you even called, um, and had the 
like knowledge and the resources and the, like the ability to, to do that and to say like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I, I think I need to do right now. Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah that's huge. Um, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Hmm. I never really thought about it that way, but in a way it's, yeah, kind of cool that I mean, in a really dark place, but to be no, resourced sure. enough to know that like, maybe I need to, yeah, do this right now. Yeah. Because yeah. that's also yeah. very vulnerable to say like, Hey, I need to get on the phone with somebody who I don't know. And I need to like, talk myself down and talk mm-hmm. myself uh, or talk to someone who can talk me into a better place, into a better headspace. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, after you told everything or you kind of like sterilized it, like you said, which I think anybody who's gone through a traumatic experience, I can be, I'm speaking from my own like childhood experience where it had to be mm-hmm. documented like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. is very sterilizing and it feels it weird. It's, I didn't think about it until you said it mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like there's also like a weird shame around it where you're like, yeah. Um, how much do I say, how much do I like, mm-hmm. um, how much do I, uh, like, how much do I say that? I really think it was because of these things. Right. And mm-hmm. like, how much blame do I take on myself? Um, yeah. 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 And it's just so big in general. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I am me and I don't fully understand what's right. happening to me. I do yep. not know how to distill this down into a one page document. You right. know what I mean? And answer all these fucking questions. It's yeah. It's a lot to ask of somebody. And yeah, it's like, like you said, what do you protect? Like, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you reveal? There's definitely shame with it. Um, yeah. You just kind of feel like you're under a microscope and yeah, it's weird. Did you have more to say about that? No. Um, that was just that it, you made me think about like actually being self-aware enough in that situation to then have to explain it to somebody else. And then mm-hmm. feeling like, what do I reveal? Like, what do I like? We're always protecting, right? Like that's what our ego does is protect us. And especially yeah. in a situation where you're going to protect your livelihood, your job. Right. Yeah. Like that's extremely hard to do mm-hmm. is differentiate what you should be protecting and what you should be um, yeah not protecting yeah it touches on a lot of a lot of stuff um and it's just weird to like be essentially asked to like justify your struggle to like keep getting paid to live mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I get the I get it like logistically mm-hmm. and people do like commit fraud or whatever like that it's just due process, but it's, it's yeah, definitely a weird vibe to, I mean, that's essentially what they're asking you to do is like prove that you're bad enough that like you can be off work and like, we can still pay you a living wage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you were saying that you're kind of like coming to the end of it. So yeah, while you were on your leave, I know we had kind of talked about this a little bit too, but you kind of had some, um, shifts in, feeling what you may want to do like career-wise, or like you said, like that job was causing you a lot of, um, a lot of this and a lot of stress and, um, um, angst. So where are you now? Where are we moving towards? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like so much has shifted for me. I mean, mentally, but also, yeah, just like with my like aspirations in the physical world. Um, a lot, something that I like am feeling like I really want to say um, for whatever reason, it like feels really pertinent to me. Um, but one of the big, I think, unexpected mental shifts, and then I'll talk about like actual career stuff, but that's happening for me with kind of reckoning with the fact that I won't always be at this high powered corporate job is that so much, I think so much of my identity has like historically been tied up in looking or feeling smart Mm. that like to actually at one point like let go of this job and kind of the perception that comes along with it like from other people I think will be like a big shedding for me like I talk a lot of like I can't wait till I can get out I can't wait till I'm like doing my own thing whatever like um and that day I know will come but yeah I'm I'm kind of realizing that it, that, you know, while it will bring a lot of relief, I think in many ways will also bring its own set of like challenges. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of it is like the looking smart or looking put together um, kind of identity that I'll have to negotiate with myself, you know, like, can I relinquish that a little bit in service of like actually living in alignment with my values or what I, you know, want to be doing. Yeah. I think that that's a huge part of, you know, entrepreneurship is yeah, telling people and, uh, so many people who've come on this podcast have said like that they won't say like when they're in their early stages of being on their own or early mm-hmm. stages of starting a new career that is like different than what they were doing before or not corporate, um, yeah. or not, you know, what they went to college for that they have shame around saying what they're doing yeah. or what mm-hmm. their job is now. And I definitely felt that way too. So it's like, it's the same, um, old thing where we're saying like, we're always evolving. So even though this is what we're evolving from now, which is like to be able to like, like you said, like, feel like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I can't wait till I fucking do my own thing. Once we're there, we're also tackling the challenge of like, now we're accepting and putting it out there and like claiming Mm. it fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That it's never, I'm never going to be fully like arrived or whatever. Even if I think that right now that's the end goal, like to Mm -hmm. get there, to be doing my own thing. Yeah. It's like not going to be over. I'm sure there'll yeah always be other things you're kind of reckoning with. There is Um, always. Yay! Something else <laughs> I know. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday where he was saying like, um, "That's really scary for people to accept that like there's no like arrival and, point." Yeah, that we're always mm-hmm. growing. We're always evolving. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I I anticipate even now like I like makeup scenarios in my head where I'm like imagining telling like my partner's mom what I do like after I you know what I mean like if and when I'm kind of in more of an entrepreneurial space or whatever it is like just outside of my like saying what I do now is so accepted and acceptable and people are like oh you work there like yeah wow love that for you yeah um but I think that it'll just be kind of jarring to go from that to like I don't know what the response will be if it's like 
blank looks or weird questions or just vibes. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll get there. But I have, I've just always. I think that's, side note, I think that's kind of fucking fun at this point. Really? Yeah. Like seeing the looks on people's faces. I'm like, yeah, like I have a a podcast. It's called Confident as Fuck. Yeah, that's my job. Like, yeah, period. Okay. Old people, they're like, what's a podcast? Or they're like, whoa, confident as fuck. Wow. You know, like, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> wow, you use that word. Like, imagine that. Um, and I, yeah. so now I'm like, but I totally relate to being in that same place. But now I'm like at the point where I think it's, it's hilarious. So it just I like, it comes, you know, where, yeah. Imagine if you were like making videos on like, something I don't know just like yeah I make videos on how to boil eggs and people are like what the fuck like what what are you talking about <laughs> like that would be hilarious because he would, would be like oh yeah like that's how I make my living is I I show people how to make the best boiled egg people would be yeah. like okay you know that's kind of how it feels <laughs> well but yeah I can't wait that actually is hilarious so. yeah I love that kind of like reframing of it yeah um I think that's something Chelsea talks about where she's like mm-hmm. I like can't wait for people to think that I'm yeah. really fucking, fucking weird or yeah yeah whatever I can't wait like that's so exciting yeah um but yeah I I mean I don't I think I went into this leave thinking like at some point in the six months like I will just like know like exactly what I want to do you know at the end or coming out of it yeah. And I don't really have like that one thing, um, which I think is, I don't know, makes sense for me too. I, I feel like I'm just by nature, like always got my hands in a million different things and I'm very like exploratory and I have lots of different interests. Um, and that's, I don't know, just like how I've always operated. So I feel like I have lots of different prospects, but not like one clear goal, which is fine. I'm trying to remind myself like that's, I don't not need better or worse. You know what I mean? I just have. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For validating that. I um, recently have thought like, I'm such a big mover, you know, like lifting and Mm -hmm. with my yoga background. And I know you and I both love Pilates Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, I did a yoga teacher training years ago, but like found that I, I didn't really want to teach coming out of it. Um, still a good experience, but it just like, wasn't my vibe to teach. Um, <clears throat> but it, it kind of struck me like a couple weeks ago, I had never thought about being you have background in this, but like being a personal trainer, mm-hmm. I was like, I love lifting and I have like this movement background like I did a yoga teacher training but why has it never occurred to me to like just be a like a trainer in general so I kind of thought about that I was like maybe I want to pursue that I've had coffee with um the trainers at my gym to kind of like get an idea like day in the life I I shadowed them um one day at the gym which was super fun to kind of get a perspective of what that would be like um similarly I've been looking at Pilates teacher trainings I think I would like um kind of different from the yoga thing because there's no I like Pilates because it's like functional and there's mm-hmm. no spiritual responsibility to it like it's just movement <laughs> like I did not want to be like another white woman like yeah like the scene here just like did not doesn't need me to do that 
Um, so I thought about that. Um, and then I was like, you know, like coaching, or maybe I could somehow combine like mm-hmm. movement principles with like mindset coaching and what would like a mashup like that look like. And I don't know, I'm always like writing notes in my phone as these things kind of surface for me and just thinking about how I might combine things or I don't know, whatever is like coming up for me in real time. But those are just some like ideas that I have floating around in my head. But realistically, I will probably return um, to work at least for, I don't know, a little bit. I don't know how to like identify like how much time I would, I don't want to like cap it, I guess, or set an expectation, but go back for a little. I'm grateful for a stable income and I don't want to like pull that rug out from underneath my feet too fast and then create like a different reason to be stressed Mm -hmm. because I don't have like a regular income. So I'm trying to be really aware of that as I'm, you know, kind of transitioning. But those are, yeah, I just feel like I have like lots of ideas and prospects. Um, And I also want to be aware of like making a choice, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard. It feels like a, a good place to be in, but also a hard place to be in because I have lots of options and I'm excited about lots of things, but like, where do I, is that also, yeah. And is that also in a way kind of keeping me, Mm -hmm. I don't know, in one place, just thinking about all of them, but not committing to one, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. I think, um, that's exactly how I felt like pretty much all college, all of my whole entire life. Um, I'm like, I don't know. I love everything. Like I thought I was going to yeah. be a hairdresser. I thought I'd be a makeup artist. Um, and like, I could have gone into all those careers, right? Like I, I pretty yeah. sure I would have crushed in anything I did, but yeah. just because I, I like those things, but, um, yeah, I think that did keep me very like not having a specific, mm. uh, probably not giving myself permission to have a specific want, yeah. Um, and maybe a little bit of like society expectations of like what I should be doing definitely kept me, um, very like bound for a very long time. So I think like you'll, you're going to figure it out on the way and give into every like Avenue, you know, mm-hmm. like we can also change. We can also, you know, like I was a trainer. Now I only train, you know, very little, I move into a different area and we evolve as humans. Right. So it's really yeah. kind of like this, like, I feel like it's so archaic, but this archaic notion that at 17, we should oh be going into college and knowing yeah. what we want to do for the rest of our fucking life. Yeah, and then we're the going to spend hundreds of thousands of mm-hmm. dollars to do so archaic to me. Yeah. It's like, fucked up. And then we're like, Oh, you like, you got a dairy to be a doctor and now you don't want to be a doctor. Like, yeah. I, like yeah. we're surprised. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't actually like, and that's yeah. okay. So Absolutely. I love that for you. I love that space that you're in. Um, Thank you. Yeah. How did you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. 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 When you were in that kind of initial space of weighing your options and loving everything and wanting to do everything, what was, did you have a specific, like, turning point that unbound you and let you pick something and led you to you know a path like what was what got you moving out of that kind of liminal 
like floaty space? Um, I got, let's see, let me think back. So I got, when I decided that I wanted to be a trainer, Mm -hmm. um, I think I was like at the end of my rope with the current job that I was at. So that was like, I took time off. Um, and then I kind of was like, okay, like I love helping people. So that always was like in the forefront of my mind and I like to work out. So I went into that field. So I can think of like two transitions where I'm thinking of like a lot of things I want to do. And then, so that gave me that one. That was pretty like obvious, I guess, um, in the time period that I was in, but then the second transition with going from being like a trainer and that being my identity to shifting to confidence, just Mm -hmm. actually want to talk about like this type of stuff versus what type of fucking food you should eat. Um, like something that my coach said to me at the time is I was talking about how different things felt really hard or, um, certain things felt easier and harder than other things. And she was like, when I talked about, um, showing up, talking about stuff like this, it felt very easy to me, but I felt Mm -hmm. guilty because I'm supposed to be talking about workouts, Mm -hmm. training, right. um, Mindset around losing weight. And so she was saying, she's like, everything that you do for not everything, but like, that's how you should feel that feeling that you're feeling of it's easy. That is how you Mm -hmm. should feel about what you're actually teaching on. Like it should feel like you can talk about this for hours that like, you Mm. never want to shut up about it. Um, and that Mm. gave me a lot of perspective because I was like, okay, I never, you know, I love working out and there's certain aspects of training that I really love, but I never felt like, oh, I could talk about this for hours. Um, Mm. I could talk about how fucked up our mindset is around it. I could talk about how (laughs) to like get out of a bad mindset, but like, I didn't really want to like talking about activating different, um, muscle groups, right. Not really like something I could riff on for forever. So that gave Mm. me a lot of perspective and that gave me a big permission to shift. I love that. Yeah. That's so insightful. I feel like it's like, what's natural versus like what might be more forced, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, I want to stop forcing things. Yeah. And I think what her point in, uh, talking to me about that was like, you know, stuff, I was trying to make things hard for myself because I thought hard equals mm-hmm. I'm working hard equals mm-hmm. money. Right. So I was like making things really hard for myself thinking like, okay, the more work I put in, the harder it is, like, that's going to translate to more income. Um, and so she was like, you know, it can be easy. Like it can be easy for you to get on and like talk about social media and talk about like showing Mm. up on Instagram and talk about business. Mm. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, that's so radical, you know, it's fucking radical. It can be easy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully for sure. No, for sure. I hope that helps a little bit because I know definitely I'm trying to find my, um, my questions for the, Oh, the rapid fire. Okay. Ah, okay. We're going to do a little rapid fire to end it, which I love 
I got this idea from another podcast that I was on and I loved it because the endings can kind of feel like, you know, we're talking about this like heavy shit and then we're just like, okay. And bye. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Hold on. Let me text my next person and just tell her to okay. give me like five minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. We're 23 over. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. I always know that we're going to, I'm going to go over because that's just, okay. Fine. Um, but I don't want her to like pop in. Mm-hmm. Is she two thirty? Uh, yes. Or your time? What? Eleven thirty, my time. Eleven thirty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So we're gonna go into rapid fire, and hey. I'm super excited. This is my favorite part. So, um, what is your favorite food? Pasta. Oh yes. What type of pasta? Like a penne, like a creamy, Ooh. Ooh. spicy red sauce, like vodka. Oh, yes. That is so good. Oh, yeah. I love What's that. Yours? I feel like I have a nostalgic pasta that I would eat with my grandpa a lot, mm. which is like linguine with clams, red sauce. Oh, clam sauce. Oh, red sauce. I like yeah. I thought it was usually like white with clams. Usually it is white. I don't know why this place, um, <laughs> shout out Joe's Pizza. In Arlington, love Joe's off Matlock. (laughs) There is only one, but it's it's so fire. Mm. So that's a good one for me. But um, if I'm just going, I usually do Mm -hmm. like exactly what you said, like the red sauce, um, like a creamy red sauce, spicy. Mm -hmm. But I love like a chewy noodle, pappardelle. Yeah, Mm. I'm down for that. A chewy noodle. Yum. Um, okay, sorry. I'll let you go. go ahead. It's supposed to be like no, it's okay. Fire. I, I, like, no, oh, it's okay. never rapid. It's okay. Rapid. Um, yeah. what sign, like uh, astrological sign, do you feel like you attract the most, or you're most attracted to, like in <gasps> friendships, relationships? Um, Aries. Aries. Bernie's and Aries. Yeah, I know. Like a lot of Aries. Uh, yeah. I feel like after I started dating Bernie, I became so much more aware of like the Aries in my circle I love them because they're like fiery and ambitious Mm -hmm. funny like kind of unfiltered kind of mean but like not in a bad way assertive that's my mood that's your mood I mean my my moon yeah nice (laughs) 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 no yeah I I love an Aries I love that wait what's what's your son uh Libra Okay. I think I knew that. Yeah. Wait, because your birthday was recent. recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's Happy yours? Belated. I'm a Leo. Oh, you're a Leo. Yeah. See, I have been attracting more and more Leos, but I do have mm. a lot of um, Sagittarius usually are like drawn to mm. me, but that's mm. my rising. So, okay. Um, makes sense. And then the people that I feel like I vibe with the most are like Aquarius. Um, really? Yeah, they're kind of mean. <laughs> Not like, yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> they're kind of mean. They're super assertive. Um, and other Libras. I have like eight other Libras that mm. have been on the podcast. Like, there's tons of Libras. Um, nice. okay, you're going out to a bar. What's your drink order? A vodka lemonade. Ooh, love, yeah. love. Okay, okay, wait. How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. Um, why was that relevant? Because I feel like, um, I feel like I loved vodka until like 24 and then I switched to tequila. You're done. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. What? That's like a hard switch though. I thought you're going to be like gin, like something. Oh no. I was like, tequila is hard. 
I was drinking gin out of the gate for a long oh time. Oh my god. Okay. So what's yours now? Um, usually like a tequila. I will do like a tequila uh sprite is really good, hmm. like a reposado tequila with sprite. Okay. Really Wait, good. So is that like a clear tequila? No, a reposado is a little bit aged, so it's a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. And so that with the sprite, order it out and tell me if it doesn't taste like cotton candy. Are you kidding me? Like obviously a very hint, like a sparkling oh, water. A little bit of alcohol. Okay. So tell me how to order it. Okay. A reposado tequila. Okay. I'll send you two types so you can get some that are okay. like not well. And, yeah. um, and Sprite, that's like my go-to if I'm drinking hard liquor, but I really have been slowing down on drinking. Um, so I yeah. drink, if I'm just going out to have a drink, I'll probably get like a Prosecco, which is like, mm, I'm like, cute. That bitch? yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been her, but she's, I am her now. That's cute. Um, okay. okay. If you weren't, Okay, never mind. This is not. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was the question is if you weren't in your current career, what would you be doing? I'm like that was literally. Can the we not podcast. do that? <laughs> okay. Um, what's the best Amazon purchase you made this month? Um, I don't have Amazon, so that's like lame what? of me. Yeah. Well, Bernie will prime things for me. Um, I I just bought Lola Bunny ears. Like Lola Bunny. Oh, for Halloween. Space Jam for Halloween. Yeah. So I guess that would be my best purchase because that's been my only Amazon purchase. So shook. Where do you order this from? You're not in like a rural area where you can't get it delivered, right? mm -mm. Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah. I just like don't want to pay for it, which is dumb because I. Do you order things for other subscriptions? Yeah, a lot actually. I just feel like I don't know if I'm like ordering clothes, I'll get them from like the boutique or like yeah. order from the sites. Yeah. Are you like wow. a, a oh, big I'm a Amazon prime, gal? I'm a prime bitch. Yeah. A prime hoe. What was your best? My this best month? this month. Hmm. That's a really hard question. Um. You know, I can give you my worst. Um, (laughs) my worst is these pants that I try to buy. And I just try to be this Renee's always like, dude, you're fucking old. Like stop. Um, I try to buy these like cute oversized cargo pants. Mm. And what's wrong with that? They look like scrubs. They look like, Oh Oh, no, It's okay. That's actually not that bad, but that's like the only thing that was coming to my mind is like these cargo pants. I don't know why I also bought them in like light pink, which is basically okay. my skin tone. And so skin it tone just scrub like, cargos. Like what the fuck? Love that. Um, what's your favorite candy? Mm, the first thing that came to mind was peach rings. Ooh, I love those. those I don't have them good. often, but yeah, I love a anything like gummy. Yeah, yeah, I like gummies too. Yeah. What's yours? Favorite candy? Probably I have to have like a mix of like dark chocolate and like a gummy candy. Like could be sour, could be not. Mm. But those I are could, like tied. I feel that. I get down with like if we're at the movies and we're getting or bringing like sneaking in candy and getting popcorn. Mm. If we have mm-hmm. popcorn and a gummy, we also should have chocolate. It yep. just like balances it out. You, you need know? it for sure. Yeah. I'd go for milk over dark. 
but really I agree with everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Dark chocolate all the way or milk duds. Mm, yeah. One for the movies. Sticky, sticky boys. Those mm. are good. <laughs> okay. Well, that is all for today. Thank you guys so much Yay. for listening. Thank you, Lauren, for coming. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Um, very, very powerful, powerful episode. So I'll have everything for Lauren linked down below for you guys. So you can go follow her YouTube, her Instagram, keep up with her. Um, anything else before we close it out? I hate closing. (laughs) I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I appreciate the invite and I'm really glad that I didn't, um, flake out. Yes. (laughs) This was fun. Thank you. I'm so happy you didn't either. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, don't forget to let your confidence shine. Mm -hmm.